0: This is the EWN Podcast Network. Do you know how often identity theft occurs? Every two seconds. Affecting even children. The great news is that you and your loved ones don't have to become the next victim. In the Cyber Mindful with Sandra podcast, we'll explore together simple practices that increase the cyber safety of you, your family, and your business. I'm your host, Sandra Estor, and I believe the key to protecting yourself from hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters is rooted in being fully present, both online and offline. This podcast is a conversation among friends. I'm delighted that you are choosing to take charge of your cyber safety. Because you deserve to have peace of mind online and protect what matters most to you. So let's do this together. Welcome to the Cyber Mindful with Sandra show. I'm thrilled you're here and I'm thrilled you're doing this together. I, you know, I I gotta confess, this is my first episode. And I have recorded this intro probably 20 times now and somehow <laughs> I start all over and all over and all over and this is the one this is the episode where I'm not going to start all over this is the one where I'm just going to go for and I'm going to share why I do what I do and most importantly why would you benefit of listening to this show what can change in your life what can change for you If there is something that you can implement or if there is something that you can share with somebody in your family, in your work or or your friends or in your community that can make your cyber experience much pleasant, your cyber experience much safer for you, for your kids, for your business. That is why I'm here, and I'm, I love the format of the show because we will have two different type of episodes. You know, I'm going to be in some episodes interviewing people, and I'm going to bring you experts, whether they are in the cybersecurity world or technology, and I'm also going to bring you guests that have transformed their lives, whether they are musicians, athletes, or transformational leaders. Are people that I don't even know who I will invite for my sh- for my show to my show that I know will benefit you the listener because everything in this show it's about you so i love those episodes and i love to to be asking so many questions and learn together from their experiences and those shows i cannot wait for you to listen to some of the ones that I have already done and I love it. I love it, love it, love it. And I know you will love it too. Now, the other type of episode like this one is the one that you get to know me. You get to, we get to know each other. We get to to form a connection. We get to grow together because yes, this is a podcast show. I never done a podcast show. I've never interviewed people. I've never, this is out of my comfort zone for sure. I've done interviews, but I have never done them as a host. And I've, when I do my speaking engagements, when I do my, my training, it's so very specific and I go and I do it and it's, great. But this is like a completely different level. It's a conversation and I'm getting to know you. And I I get to be in your ear (laughs) right now. And I get to maybe be with you on that walk that you are right now, or maybe be with you as you are doing the dishes or you're cleaning the house, or maybe you're driving right now. Whatever it is that you're doing, I get to be your companion. And that is a privilege. And that I I just have to say I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful for you right now because this is my dream. And you listening to this show means my dream is becoming a reality. My dream to, to empower you to take charge of your cyber safety, to to become cyber savvy. And most importantly, I, I have this dream to share what I have learned in my journey. And I love to be I am in everything I do, to be intentional, to be aware and to be mindful, whether I am online or offline. And I get to share that with you here that's my dream. And thank you again. Thank you for for helping me share my story and share my story so that you can create your own story around cybersecurity that has not any of the painful and overwhelming feelings that I have you know, experience. I, I Cybercrime identity theft are very real and they can happen to anyone. And if you're here, you probably have heard my story, maybe, and maybe not. And that's okay. We're going to talk about how my identity was stolen and how that impacted my whole life and how it also allowed me to do what I do today. And I'm grateful for that. I, I don't, I don't I don't feel that that experience was a waste or was something that didn't benefit me. I mean, as painful as it was, it changed my life and it changed my life for better. But I don't want that to happen to anyone and spend years because it took me years of my life precious years of my life to recover, precious years of my life to be in pain, precious years of my life to be, whether living with anxiety, fear, depression, with shame, with, I mean, these feelings that we don't want to have. So you don't have to get to, to be that or to experience that because everything that I have learned, I'm going to share it in this podcast. Everything is on the table. Everything and if there is a topic that you want, make sure that you fill out the form on our website and tell me. You know what? I would love to know about this or that, and I will make sure that that gets done. Okay. Now, like any friendship, right? When when we are in a party, when we are in a meeting, or we're in a cafe, and someone introduced you and me right we're getting together hi nice to meet you i'm sandra esta and of course we start with what do you do how you know do you do the things that you do where are you from well let's begin there when i was 11 years old my mom and i were evicted and the only place that we were able to Pay rent was a shack. There was no running water or even a bathroom. And that shack that I grew up was in Venezuela, in South America. And I lived in that shack until I was sixteen years old. And we were evicted again. Now that at that time when we were evicted, we went back to live with my stepfather relatives, and I was just graduating from high school and I decided instead of going to college because I, of course, couldn't afford to pay that. And in, in Venezuela, it's a little bit different. There are not that many options like here. There are no aids or loans or, you know, none of that existed at the time. So I, I actually went to a program that allowed me to become a secretary. So I'm 16 and I'm going to this program and it's a year program. And when you finish the program, you get an internship and I'm 17 now. And my internship happened to be with Heinz, you know, the the catchy company, right? So things are getting better. I'm, I'm in my, my internship and I'm working in so many different departments. I mean, everything is new for me. And one day, I get to I go to the office, and one of the admins that I work for asks me, "Hey, Sandra, could you please go to this five star hotel and deliver an envelope?" Right? She she hands me over an envelope, and I needed to give it to a you know one of the executives that was staying in the hotel. So of course I. So yes, I grabbed the envelope and I hop into a taxi and got there. Now, I never seen a five-star hotel. Never in my life. So I get there and I'm like, what? I never seen a lobby before. I never seen a chandelier of flowers adorning you know, the entrance. I mean, this was a very different world to compare, compare to mine. And I get to get to, to the restaurant area. The bellman walks me. And I had a, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. So I get to, to the man and I'm just carrying the envelope and I get to see him. I, I, I can't say a word. He grabs the envelope and look at me and said, hey, Sandra, sit down. And had breakfast and then he walked away. So I, I stood there for a few seconds I didn't know what to do. I I honestly have never seen that a buffet in my life. I never seen that much food. So finally I made my decision I grabbed a plate and I was like piling the plate with so much food. Um, I'm sitting now and I'm enjoying. I'm in heaven. (laughs) So, and somehow as, as, as I'm eating this wonderful breakfast, people started to show up in the room for breakfast too. And I, I, I saw business people walking and there was in one of the tables, a woman that she had a computer a small computer. I never seen one of those before and and I'm looking at her and she looked like a very smart woman and and I'm just somehow seeing this picture in front of me. And in this picture my mind somehow started to place myself in that picture and I saw myself, you know, wearing a nice um dress i mean dressing nicely and traveling the world and i saw myself with a small computer and making an impact and i mean this this is an incredible an incredible life and the feelings that i'm having imagining that life and then i thought about my mom and my brother i had a little brother and he was just few months old and I made a decision in that moment that changed the rest the rest of my life. I made the decision that I will become a businesswoman and that I will be one of those people in that room making an impact. And making that decision was the beginning of everything. So I I found ways to go back to to get my English degree and then got go a technical degree. And eventually I graduated as a engineer, as a system engineer. I mean, and then I, I always worked during the day and went to school at night. And, you know, that journey um, was, was a journey that I never... I, I never worry about how the next step was coming or, you know, what is the next step that I needed to take or how is this going to make sense or how am I going to pay for it? I mean, somehow I trusted. I trusted that eventually I will become that businesswoman, that I will become that person that I visualized to be. And I got to do that. And the last company that I worked for, I worked for multinational companies like Coca-Cola, Pepsi. I worked for a beer company and I worked my last company was SC Johnson. And when I I worked for them in Venezuela, I was still in Venezuela for 6 years. And after 6 years, they offered me a position in the United States in the Midwest in their headquarters. So it's now 2005. And I get to 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 bring a new dream into reality moving into the United States. Now I am married and I'm married with my you know to my best friend. I'm I'm having the time of my life I have to confess. I mean I, I, I love that we are now able to move to the states and I get to, to live this dream of being in an American company relocated and do work you know travel the world so we get here it's from Venezuela to the Midwest I mean the, the difference in temperature you can imagine right I mean in Venezuela when I grew up it's 85 degrees all the time there's there are no seasons there's only rain seasons and hot season <laughs> so getting to the Midwest you can imagine my 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 experience so it was It was June of 2005, and I was wearing a winter coat. (laughs) Can you imagine that? And everyone in my office was like, oh, my God, I'll see you in the winter. And they couldn't wait for the winters to come to see me handling that. So anyway, I survived my first winter. And it was time to go back to South America and visit my mom. So I went home. To to my mom's home, actually, my home is now in the States. But I went home, visited my mom, and, and the trip was everything that I hoped for. I, I enjoy seeing her, my brother, and, and the rest of the family and spend a week together. That I love it. So time to return to the States to my husband. So I hope my plane now and I'm landing in Miami. When when I'm landing, I just remember I was in a window seat and I was just looking through the window and looking at the sky and, you know, we're just landing. And then I hear this announcement from, from the captain and he said, Fox, homeland security officers are boarding the plane. Of course, I didn't think of anything. I just... You know, my papers were in order. So I just took my passport out. And as they came to my seat, I handed the, the two officials. The, they were very tall um, Homeland Security officers. I handed them my passport. And my passport had my, my work visa that my company processed for me. They opened my passport. And they look at me and they say, you're coming with us. And I don't know if you have experienced something like that in your life where, like, I, I, I turn around. I'm like, are, who are they talking to? And then they kept looking at me. It's like, you come with us. And I'm the only passenger now being marched off the plane, escorted by Homeland Security. And that walk, that walk, it's something that I will never forget. That walk was filled with shame, with embarrassment, with confusion. Like, I did not know what was going on. I had no idea. Like, what? There, there's something wrong. Like, none of this makes sense. And, of course, I'm panicking. I'm terrified. I, and I get to the room, you know, that room. And the room is packed. And it's cold silent. Like nobody's talking and I get to be in a chair. I, there's There are no phone calls. You can't talk to anybody. Like, I don't know. I mean, there are so many things in my head. Like what's going on? Like I'm thinking about where's my luggage? Oh my God, where's my luggage? Where's my luggage? I'm, I, you know, I, I I look at the clock and I'm I'm going to miss my connecting fly. And I try to ask the person and they were like, you go back to the seat. and." I'm like, I, I, what's happening? I don't know what's happening. And I have this feeling like, what, what if I'm deported? What if, I have, what if I have to go back to Venezuela? And that terrified me for many reasons. And we're not going to talk about this in this episode. It will be an episode where I share with you how I was kidnapped in Venezuela. And just the feeling that I could have to return to that life where I was living in fear all the time, i just that mortified me. And I didn't want to also miss my American life. I love my American life. I love being here in the States. I love my country, my new country. And... No, I'm I'm still in the room, and then now ten hours have passed. Imagine ten long hours, and then I finally hear my name, and I get to to the counter. I get to to, to where the t- the officer, the TSA officer, is there, and they look at me, and they have my passport, and I see this huge big, thick, red stamp, and it says revoke. And I could see, I, it's like my heart was shrinking as I saw this person revoking my visa and revoking my passport, like stamping that in there. And they handed over and I have to go back home. I have to get to my husband and we have to leave the country right away. So of course I get my employer, I, I, you know, attorneys and everyone is trying to help me to get back to, to where I was with a visa and, and working normally. So my husband and I leave the country, get to Venezuela. We go to the United States embassy in Caracas. Now I remember I'm, I'm, you know, get to the, get, you go to the interview so you can get a new visa. And I enter the embassy and this time I was moved to a different area of the embassy, not the regular place where you get the interview like I had the first time. This was different. And I get there and my husband and I, my husband Ricardo and I were, were next to each other. And this person, the security officer of the embassy is asking me, Questions that were very different to my first interview. He's asking, why were you in China? Who do you know in China? Who's your contact? And he's like, the questions are getting very intimidating. And I, I, I said, I- I've never been to China. I-, I don't know anybody in China. I have I- I don't, I- I've not emailed with anyone. I-, I don't have any contacts. I don't know anything. Why? Are you asking me these questions? I ask him, please tell me why. And I beg him, and he finally, finally said, well, a criminal in China stole your identity to smuggle women into the United States, and that's why you were taking off that plane. And in that moment, what? Everything changed. Now, little did I know that that was the beginning of a six-year nightmare that almost ruined my marriage, my career, and it took a severe toll on my mental health and well-being. I never expected what happened next for six long years. And... Yes, I know. I know now that this experience it's it's a was a blast in these geese. I can say I did not see a blast at the time. <laughs> I did not see that as a good thing. And but but it took me many, many years to realize how necessary it was for me to go through that. Because after six years of that nightmare, I became a U.S. citizen. And when I did that, like, all, I changed my name. I, you know, got my new, my new name, my, my, my new life back. And shortly after, I entered the world of cybersecurity. Now, I, I didn't tell you before. I was in technology. I was a woman in technology, you know, a system engineer, and I was doing amazing work. But I did not not didn't know anything about cybersecurity. And in fact, I was so busy because my I have my many projects and I was traveling all the time and I was like always, always busy, 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 busy. Now I get this amazing opportunity to switch my career. And I did. I took it. I I didn't when when my you know didn't think of <laughs> have any hesitation? Enter the world of cybersecurity, and then you guess what happened. Guess what? I realize. Oh my gosh, this is what happened to me. Oh my gosh, this is how identity theft and cybercrime happens, and this can happen to anybody. Anyone can be a victim, like I was. And now, having you know going through cybersecurity and and learning and going through the different areas of cybersecurity that exist. And we're going to have an episode where you can learn more about all the different aspects of cybersecurity, whether it's the investigation side, the forensic side, the compliance side, You know, cybersecurity training, cybersecurity project management, cybersecurity incident response. I mean, all the different things that are included into the world of cyber. Because it's not just, you know, the technical hacker, scammers, cyber monsters deal. I mean, there is a very highly complex thing that happens that. I'm gonna simplify for you. So you if you have an interest, and we're gonna talk about in one of the episodes, an amazing career in cybersecurity, if you would love to do that, learn more. I can give you more details of what, what would that mean and how could that be and and you know, explore what are all the options for you. But anyway, so I did many different areas within that, and I fell in love with the training and education part because I I felt that the connection and and the, the finding the story and finding a way that you can relate your story so other people can learn from what happened to you. And... Of course, at the beginning, <laughs> I make so many mistakes. I got to say, I try with stats, with, you know, we're going to get hacked. <laughs> I actually went home, uh, you know, when I was learning about cybersecurity and I told my husband, oh my God, we're going to get hacked. We just got to change all the passwords. You're going to, do, you, don't do click, don't do this, don't do that. And I was like becoming very paranoid And um, as I was learning. And my husband was like, What is happening to you? I, I, what? Why are you? Uh, I mean, like, he didn't understand. He was not a person. He was, he was, he didn't work in technology. Like, he didn't. I, I was enabled to communicate in a way that related to him why cybersecurity was important. And that was on me. And it took me years to get there. And it took me years to, I get my husband to actually fall in love with cybersecurity and I love that we're going to do a show together because I want you to hear the experience from his side. And anyway, I got to to enjoy and to build programs and to and to create cybersecurity programs for companies for corporations and then eventually I decided to leave my corporate career of over 20 years and open my own company way to protect. And when I opened way to protect I didn't know exactly what is that I needed to do or how will I do but I knew training and I knew that sharing a way to to become cyber savvy like I did was so important. But at the beginning, I just, I did consulting, I built programs, I did exactly the same job that I was doing in the corporate world. I was able to, for a year and a half, do that. And that allowed me to find out more of what, what is that I really want way to protect to do and how I envision, what is the mission of way to protect and how I envision that mission to come into reality and I met amazing 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 individuals in my journey and I learned to become an entrepreneur I learned to become a, a CEO of my own company I learned to become a speaker a, an author I mean I, I I got to do a TED talk I got to do so many incredible things that today I get to share with you and most importantly, in that journey, I learned to integrate well being practices, my passion for well being practices with technology. And when I did that, everything changed. Everything changed. Everything beca- became easier for me. And that is why this podcast is so freaking excited for me <laughs> because I get to share that with you that journey that took me years, it's not going to take years for you because I'm going to give you both the best that I have learned from cybersecurity so you can protect yourself and your loved ones and you get to share that with others. But I'm also going to share with you how my well-being practices have made me a better person. I mean, growing up with all the trauma and all the things that I grew up with, and everything that went through my life. And to be here, to have this life, there's a lot that I gotta learn and overcome. And if that is you, if you, for some reason, you are in your life right now where things are tough, things are difficult, that you may think that you, you, you don't like technology that much or that like how technology can really relate to me being happier or me being more present or me being more grateful. Um, I have a way to show you how that can be done. And that gets me very, very excited because I believe that's how we can solve the cybercrime problem we have. I believe that the moment we become intentional, aware, and mindful. The moment that we embrace and incorporate the be I am, the be intentional, be aware, be mindful mindset, things will change. Things will shift for you online and offline. And that is my promise to you. And my mission for Way to Protect my mission is to empower you to take charge of your cyber safety and to be I am. Be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. And when you do that, what can happen is that you can feel and you can know what are the things that will protect your identity, that will protect you from hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters. And the things that you can do So, you or your loved ones don't become easy prey. I mean, that I get excited every single day to wake up to do. Now, that is my mission to empower you to take charge of your cyber safety because the reality is you have a choice. It's your choice. And we don't get to talk about that very often. You know, sometimes we think that. There is not much we can do. We we can be just victims. And I have to say, no, you don't. You don't have to be a victim and you don't have to be a a waiting victim to be. That's not a way of living. So you can feel empowered. And what I mean by that is the next time that you get an email or that you get a phone call, you get to choose whether you open that email, whether you answer that phone call. I mean, you have that choice. you You can be empowered. And that's all what this podcast, this Cyber Mindful with Sandra podcast is about, is to empower you to take charge of your technology and to make that decision. You want to click on that link or you want to just delete that link or you want to report that link. You know, when you see someone trying to get into your, social media accounts? How did you know that that person is a real person? Or how did you recognize, oh, no, that's a scammer. And what, what did you do about it? And if you have children, how did you protect your children's identities? How did you avoid them, become victims? How did you help them to understand that every single day they are 500 active predators online looking for children that they can recognize when someone is pretending to be somebody else. I mean, there are so many things that are out there right now happening. And this is a podcast where we get to choose how to react to all of those things. And we get to learn together and become cyber savvy together. So you know what to do next in your next email or in your next phone call or in your next visit to to a doctor where you have to fill out your you know your information with your social security and your parents going online or being scammed like you get to know what to do and how to help them and that's why i promised you with this podcast we're going to do together so anyway i i am so thrilled you listen to this podcast today i am so thrilled that we get to get Together in this journey. And I share with you what my mission for Wake to Protect is. I want to share with you what my my vision, what is the vision that I have? What what do I see? Like how what what is in my mind? Like in the same way that I had that vision about myself becoming a businesswoman. The vision that I have right now is that we all can be happily ever cyber, that we all can live in a happily ever cyber world where we thrive using technology, where we enjoy using technology, where technology is actually that thing that reminds us To be more present instead of being more distracted. That technology actually helps us to be happier, to be grateful. That technology actually helps us to have peace of mind online. I love that vision. And I see it in the same way that I saw myself becoming a businesswoman. And I see you and me in that vision together becoming cyber savvy and enjoying the world of technology and, of course, living happy ever cyber. And with that, I'm just going to say goodbye for now. I will see you in the next episode. Just remember, one thing, only one thing that you can do right now is be intentional, be aware and be mindful whether you are online and offline. And that's, that's all for today. Ciao for now. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you today. So if you enjoyed this episode, please tag me in social media at way2protect. Again, it's way number two protect. And let me know if this episode has helped you. I would love to hear from you. And if you like to know more about me, Check out my resources at my website, sandraestock.com. And remember, be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Be I am. Be I am now.